slides it out for Ekblad. Back to Hoffman, blocked by Polak and Price. Another spectacular stop. Broussard tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Marcel with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. So glad you could be with us today. Tough loss for the Islanders, 2-1 to one in Game 2 series now, even at one game apiece. And I'll tell you, this was a tough loss, but the Islanders have nothing to be ashamed of. We'll break it all down for you on today's show. This episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the app and join me tonight at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time to get in on all the action. Locker Room changing the way we talk sports. So, the Islanders come up short. And while this was not their best game by any means, on the road, already up one to nothing, this game may not be the worst thing for this hockey team. I'll explain why. I'll talk about what the Islanders need to do better in Game 3 and a whole lot more coming up on today's show. If you've got something Islanders-related on your mind, maybe you have a question, a comment, a topic you'd like us to discuss on the air, please feel free to email the show. LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com is the email address. And if you leave your name and tell us where you're from, we are more than happy to mention you on the show when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You could follow the show on Twitter, at Locked On Isles, and you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter, at Ice Wars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I, and we'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings. And of course, I am also live tweeting during every Islanders playoff game. So... A 2-1 to loss, and let's start with this. I talked on yesterday's show that I felt that Ilya Sorokin should have gotten the start in this game because you give Varley a little extra time to rest. He's more, you know, two more days of rest. He's more healthy. You're already up one game to none in this series, and, you know, if, if Sorokin faltered, Varley would have been ready to come back in Game 3. If Sorokin played well, you're up 2-0, and again, you're playing with house money. Well, Barry Trotz went in the opposite direction, and I have to say, uh, Simeon Varlamov more than justified Trotz's faith in him. The Islanders gave up 45 shots on goal in this game, Varlamov made 43 saves, and many of them were spectacular. So, you know, you could talk all you want about the first goal of the game. And it was a soft goal. It was a bad goal given up by Simeon Varlamov. And at the end of the day, that was the difference in the game. Brian Rust, just three minutes and 22 seconds in, if that doesn't go in, 
it's a it's a one one hockey game and and we would have probably gone to overtime. But you can't blame Simeon Varlamov for this loss because if you look back at this game, the Islanders could have easily given up four, five, six goals if not for the very strong play of Simeon Varlamov. So Varley definitely got the job done, and you got to give him full credit for his performance in this contest. Now, here's the, the, the problem, though. You look at the shot chart from this game, and it tells you everything you need to know about who won and why. The Islanders had a handful of shots from the high danger areas, from the bottom of the faceoff circles into the crease. I would say it's about six shots on goal from that high danger area. The Penguins had 10 to 12 shots from that area. So in addition to having more shots on goal, the Pittsburgh Penguins had better shot opportunities and again, the Islanders, especially in the first period, really failed to get the job done defensively, especially in the neutral zone. And it was particularly evident in the first period where Pittsburgh had all the momentum. They got 19 shots on goal, many of them quality chances. They scored twice. And the Islanders were back on their heels. And you can't afford, especially on the road, to come out in a playoff game and not be forceful and aggressive and play your style of hockey. This game for the Islanders was lost in the first period. And it was lost a little bit on that soft goal by Varlamov, but a lot by the fact that the Islanders at puck drop were not ready to play, did not play their style of hockey, and allowed the Penguins to A, move freely through the neutral zone, and related to that, Pittsburgh did a great job of forechecking off that speed that they gathered through the neutral zone. So, at the end of the day, the Islanders were on their heels from the get-go, and never fully recovered. And then the other thing was, in the third period, when the Islanders were close in this game, down 2-1, to one, you would have figured the Islanders would have been the team coming out with desperation. No. It was Pittsburgh who really, again, controlled the tempo for most of the third period. And look, the Islanders especially with Anders Lee still unavailable, do not have the offensive firepower on this team right now to trade chances, game, you know, shift by shift, trip down the ice by trip down the ice with the Pittsburgh Penguins. You want to know which team has more team speed, which team has more depth and skill? It's the Pittsburgh Penguins. And the Penguins played their style of play in the first and third period. The Islanders had the better of the play in the second period. And guess what? The Penguins outplayed the Islanders two periods to one, and they won the hockey game by a score 
of two to one. So at the end of the day, you can't blame Varlamov. The Islanders need to regroup and start to play Islanders style hockey because they are capable of slowing down the Pittsburgh Penguins. They are capable of playing more of their style of hockey. And maybe the most frustrating thing from an Islanders perspective was watching the Penguins' fourth line do exactly what you wanted the Islanders' fourth line and maybe most of the Islanders' lines to do more of. They were physical, they forechecked, they were aggressive, and they controlled the tempo of the game. And that was a big difference maker in this contest as well. We've got a lot more to talk about on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. I'll tell you about two players who really need to step it up if the Islanders hope to go on a long playoff run and win this series. More to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by the Locker Room app. It's a live audio-only sports talk platform that's free to download and free to use. And you can talk to me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. It's perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news, and you can share your own experiences on the app. Now, all you need to do is to download the Locker Room app free in the iOS app store, create a profile, link it to your Twitter, and join the NHL group. Follow me at Locked On Isles to be notified when my room goes live. And we'll be going live on the Locker Room app tonight and every Wednesday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time, unless the Islanders are playing live at that time. So come join me with your spiciest takes on the Locker Room app. Download it today. Today's episode is also brought to you by Built Bar. It's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Comes in 18 amazing flavors. And, And just listen to some of these. Lemon almond cheesecake, apple almond crisp, peanut butter, banana bread, salted caramel, toffee almond, and peanut butter brownie. All of them, whether they have nuts or they're nut-free, are soft and easy to chew, and they're covered in 100% chocolate. Built Bar is great for the keto diet because it's low-fiber, high-fiber, low-calorie, low-sugar, and high-protein. Let's talk about my personal favorite flavor, cookies and cream, 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories in every bar, 4 grams of sugar, and only 4 grams of net carbs. Go to BuiltBar.com right now. Use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. So look, we talked about the defense and the fact that Varlamov came up big but the Islanders' defense did not play up to par, the kind of game that you expect this team to play, the shutting down of the opposition, the forecheck, the whole nine yards. That is definitely one reason that they lost this game. But I want to talk about another thing that's happening so far in the first two games of this series, and it's something that they really need to straighten out and straighten out ASAP. We all know, and we've known since it happened, that the Islanders miss Anders Lee. He is their captain, he is very much their emotional leader, and he is a guy that they don't have anyone else on their roster 
who combines his physicality, his size, and his hands. They don't. And the problem that they're having right now is that the top line in two games has really been shut down. Shut down to the point where I can only remember maybe one or two instances in the first two games where Jordan Eberle, Matthew Barzal, and yeah, I'll include Uncle Leo in the discussion since he is the third player on that top line. But that top line has just not created enough chances. We mentioned in game one that Matt Barzal had only one shot on goal. Jordan Eberle had two. They both had three shots on goal last night in game two. But you know what? That's not enough. And it's not just the number of shots. That's part of it. But it's also creating opportunities. It's getting out there and making the other team be back on their heels and scared and and concerned about the way that your top line is playing. You saw, now the Penguins are without Evgeny Malkin, but you still saw the respect that Sidney Crosby helped to create. And any time Sidney Crosby had the puck, you knew something could happen. Now, he didn't score any points in this game, but he also had five shots on goal. Jake Gensel had seven. Crosby was a part of the Penguins' offense. I did not see and continually do not see enough from Matthew Barzal, Jordan Eberle, and Uncle Leo offensively. And at the end of the day, the old cliche in hockey is that your best players have to be your best players. Well, Matthew Barzal is the Islanders' best offensive player. He is their most skilled. He is one of their fastest skaters. He is the guy that, you know, if you quickly asked any casual NHL fan to name one New York Islander, the guy they're going to mention the most is Matthew Barzal. Well, look, I know they miss Anders Lee. I know that there's nobody else on this roster right now who has the skill set to replace Lee and provide Eberle and Barzal with the same skills and benefits that having Lee as their line mate provides them. But you know what? Excuses are for the team that loses. And right now, Eberle and Barzal need to step it up. They need to find their groove and find a way to start producing offense. The B&B line, you know, Josh Bailey got the only goal. That's great. The Pajot line, the identity line, all of them have had their moments in the first two games. But your top line, your number one scoring line, needs to provide more offense than what the Islanders have gotten so far in the first two games of this series from the trio of Barzal, Eberle, and Uncle Leo. Do I think they should necessarily change that trio? No, I I don't. I mean, we've been through this 
throughout the regular season where at first I was like, you know what? Leo Komarov is not the answer on the top line long term. But as the season progressed and they tried Travis Zajac and Kyle Palmieri and briefly uh, Kiefer Bellows and even more briefly Oliver Wallstrom, he had a few shifts, I think, on that line. They tried a number of different players up there. And for whatever it's worth right now, uh, Uncle Leo is not a great fit on that line, but he's the best available fit on that line. Matt Barzal and Jordan Everly need to start getting things going. And if they don't, I can tell you right now, the Islanders' chances of a long playoff run diminish significantly if this duo cannot start to provide scoring chances, at least. Doesn't necessarily, they don't have to score two or three goals every night but they've got to be providing the Islanders with consistent offensive pressure and scoring chances. And if they do that, those guys are skilled. The goals will come. And quite honestly, this may be the key to the entire series for the New York Islanders, or certainly one of the keys to the entire series for the New York Islanders. They have got to get the top line going again and producing again or it's going to be a short stay in the playoffs in 2021 for the New York Islanders. I know they can do it, but they do have to find a way to get it done. All right, when we come back, we'll have our Islanders' birthday and some preliminary thoughts on Game 3 at the Nassau Coliseum. All that and more still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Islander fans, today's episode is also brought to you by your friends at Bet Bet BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. The baseball season is now in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. You also have the Stanley Cup playoffs underway. No, no playoffs have more upsets than Stanley Cup playoffs, and if you can predict them uh, correctly, you could win big. The NBA playoffs getting underway, and of course, we still have the Belmont Stakes, the third leg of the Triple Crown. You can get all the latest news, odds, and info on all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC and MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams go on their playoff runs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code LOCKEDON. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day. Want to wish a very happy 33rd birthday to former Islanders defenseman Ty Wishart. Wishart originally drafted in the first round, 16th overall by the San Jose Sharks back in 2006. He put up some pretty impressive numbers for Prince George uh, uh, in juniors in the Western League, then was uh, finished up with Moose Jaw, never played for San Jose, ended up making his NHL debut with the Tampa Bay Lightning in 2008-2009. Here's a big guy, 6'4", 222 pounds, joined the Islanders organization in 2010-2011, Played 20 games for the Islanders that year and another game the following season uh, before heading 
to Europe to finish out his uh, hockey career, last active in 2019-2020, playing, uh, he's played in Germany, Austria, Slovakia, Czechos- uh, the Czech Republic, uh, he has really made the rounds uh, around some of the European leagues. His NHL totals, 26 games, one goal, six points. So, uh, you know, one of those guys who kind of kept going up and down between the minors and the NHL. His best game as an Islander, it wasn't hard to choose. February 13th, 2011 at the HSBC Arena. Islanders taking on the Sabres, Al Montoya is in the net for the Islanders against Ryan Miller for Buffalo. And this one turned out to be a high-scoring game. Michael Grabner made it 1-0 Islanders. Just 40 seconds in, Franz Nielsen and Kyle Loposo with the helpers. But then goals by Jochen Hecht and Drew Stafford, uh, less than a minute apart, made it 2-1 Buffalo. John Tavares answered for the Isles at 12.49 of the first period. From Travis Hamanick and Matt Molson, it was 2-2, but Drew Stafford struck again, 3-2 Buffalo after the first period. The Sabres extended their lead early in the second period on a goal by Nathan Gerby, but then Blake Como answered for the Isles. Franz Nielsen and Kyle Oposo with the helpers. At the end of the second period, it was a 4-3 Buffalo lead. Islanders tied it. Michael Grabner unassisted three minutes into the third, but Tyler Myers answered for Buffalo at 526, and Buffalo was up by a goal. So, what happens next? Well, Milan Yersina gets a power play goal for the Islanders at 1132, and then a minute and 16 seconds after that, Ty Wishart getting his first and what would turn out to be his only career NHL goal. On the power play, assist to Milan Yersina and Josh Bailey at 12.48. Drew Stafford ties the game less than a minute after that. We go to overtime, and Michael Grabner wins it for the Islanders. His 24th from Oposo and Andrew McDonald. Islanders end up winning a wild one, 7-6 for Ty Wishart. The one goal on one shot, and that turned out to be the only goal of his NHL career. So we want to again wish a very happy 33rd birthday to former Islanders defenseman Ty Wishart and many, many happy more. Turning our attention now to game three, it will be Thursday. It will be at the Nassau Coliseum and capacity will be raised to 50% for that game. Look, there are only a handful of games left at the Coliseum. Even if the Islanders go all the way to the Stanley Cup final and take it to seven games, we're talking about, at most, we're talking about another 10 games or so, a little bit more than that, but about 10, 12 games possible left at the Coliseum. I really want to see the old barn go out in grand style. Win, lose, or draw, I am expecting Islander fans to rock the old barn on Thursday night, and the Islanders need to give them something to celebrate. They need to come out and play Islanders hockey, get that four-check going, back-check, clog up the neutral zone, force the other team, in this case Pittsburgh, to play the kind of hockey the Islanders want them to play, not the kind of hockey that 
they want to play. You saw it, especially in the third period of Game 1, in the second period of Game 2, but the Islanders need to be a little more consistent. And look, you know, I'm not overly discouraged by this loss. At the end of the day, you go in as the underdog in a series. Two games on the road, you want to win one of them. The Islanders accomplished that. Game two, they lost, but it was a close game. It wasn't an easy win. It was a physical contest, and the Islanders more than held their own. And with a few little tweaks, we'll see what happens uh, in game three. I think they can come out and play well and win it. I'm curious to see what Barry Trotz does, by the way, uh, with uh, Wallstrom, because he took three penalties in the second period. Look, one of them was, uh, you know, two minutes for him, two minutes for a Penguins player. I don't think that bothers Barry Trotz too much. And the uh, one of the other two was a little bit of a ticky-tack call, in my opinion. But at the end of the day, you can't have uh, a young player like that taking penalties. Though the referees are tough enough on the Islanders as it is. They only had one power play. It came in the final minute of the game. And it was uh, one of those calls that was so obvious uh, when Rust, you know, picked up the puck with his glove and threw it. Uh, so closing his hand on the puck... I hope that Barry Trotz stays with Oliver Wallstrom. He deserves it, but the kid has to understand you can't take penalties in a playoff game, especially when the Penguins' power play is so potent. Islanders did a good job of killing them off, but you don't want to play with fire for too long. So we'll keep an eye on it. Today on the Locked On Today podcast, our local experts weigh in on who should win the MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, and Head Coach of the Year in the NBA. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. That does it for us today. Don't forget to join me tonight, 8.30 p.m. Eastern time on the Locker Room app. We'll talk Islanders playoff hockey. Always fun to to talk Islanders hockey, and, and I love interacting with listeners and friends and everybody else. So please join us on the locker room app for that. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. And of course, let's go Islanders.